Fifteen minutes later, Quinn was at the Whiskey River for a badly needed drink. She didn't imbibe much. First, she was a lightweight. And second, normally she preferred to eat her calories. But her shitty week called for alcohol. Her gaze fell to the flyer on the bar touting the bartender's special, so she ordered one of those. After the day you've had, good choice, the good-looking bartender said with a wink. She resisted covering the large red bee sting she knew still stood out in the middle of her forehead and turned to take in the crowd. The music was surprisingly good, and she sat there absorbing the easy laughter and sounds of conversation around her. By the time the door opened, and in walked no other than Mick Hennessy, maintenance guy, mind reader, and incredible Levi's filler, she was relaxed. Or so she thought, because from across the large room, Mick's gaze met hers, and she stilled from the inside out. If that made any sense at all, it was the oddest thing. The bartender greeted Mick with some complicated handshake, followed by a back-slapping guy hug. Beginning to look like you're sticking, the bartender said. No, Mick said. Hell no. The bartender grinned. Ah, come on, man. You know you've missed us. Again, hell no. Take it back and first round's on me. Mick slapped some bills on the bar, and the bartender sighed dramatically. Mick's gaze locked on Quinn as he headed her way. Sticking? she asked, admittedly curious about him. He shrugged. Long story. Yeah? Yeah. And it's one I don't want to tell any more than you want someone to ask you about that sting on your forehead. Touché. She lifted her drink in a silent toast. He touched his beer bottle to her glass and said, When I walked in, you were staring into the bottom of your drink like you were searching for the answers to the mysteries of the universe. There should be a warehouse where you could buy the answers, she said. Preferably in Hawaii, cause that'd be nicer than, say, Toledo, you know? He studied her and then slowly nodded. I do know. I also know that you could use some food. What she could use was a night of wild, passionate, up-against-the-wall sex with a man who'd make her forget her upside-down life. But she managed to keep that thought to herself. Let's move to a table, he said, standing, looking, hell, hot as sin and just as irresistible. She bit her lower lip. You should probably know something about me. I'm all ears. I'm not doing the whole guy thing right now. How about pizza, he asked, cocking his head with a smile. Are you doing the pizza thing? Damn it, the waiter her heart was pizza. And maybe also that incredible smile he was sporting. Sure, she said, stupid alcohol. He picked up his drink and hers and gestured with a head nod to an empty table. The waitress came over with another round. Bartender's special, she said, on the house. Tonight's a red-headed slut. Boomer, he's the bartender. He said he could make you a wall banger if he'd rather. 
or a sex on the beach. She shrugged when Quinn just stared at her. It's drink a kink night. Boomer takes his theme nights seriously. We've also got angels' tits and slippery nipples. Oh, and bend over Shirley's. Though I can't remember what's in those. Mick craned his neck and looked at Boomer behind the bar, who winked and gave him a thumbs up. Good friend of yours? Quinn asked dryly. Since kindergarten, but I'm still going to have to kill him, she laughed. I guess a little kink never hurt anyone. Exactly, an elderly gentleman at the table on the other side of them said. That's what I say, too. And anyway, silk panties aren't a kink. They just feel good against the skin. Everyone knows that. <laughs>